0: Hello, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you are listening to VCR. Appreciate it. <laughs> you haven't left yet, so God bless you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So today we are kind of going on a, with another topic that we that we feel kind of complements our last show, which we talked about cigars. And today we're jumping into cocktails and In a way, kind of like your own home bar, too. So, Mm. let's say this. Let's, huh? My cat attacked me. I apologize. Martini, martini. (laughs) Which is a cocktail, by the way. Which is a cocktail. (laughs) Um. So, and and a very delicious cocktail at that. So, let's kind of put out a scenario. Carlo, let's say... You're gonna throw a cocktail party at your house. You're just like, you know yeah. what? I'm gonna send out an invite, and we are going to have some cocktails. We're drinking, yeah. What? Yeah. A. What are yeah. you? What are you making? And B. My own curiosity. What do you have in your home bar? Do you have a home bar?
1: I do. Uh, it is decently stocked uh, at the moment, at least. I have a little bit of a cheat because I know a lot of bartenders. I know legitimately some of the best bartenders in this city. A little while ago, before all this happened, a, a buddy of mine was throwing a house party. He had uh, Airbnb. They got this house. They're all going to go there. He invited me and, and some of the other people I, I work with, and one of the bartenders like, "Oh man, if I, is it cool if I if I like throw if I do some cocktails for the party?" We're like, "Of course, man, absolutely." He's like, okay, if someone else gets the booze, I'm like, yeah, and I got some fancy rum. He's like, oh, I'm going to make everyone daiquiris, I'm gonna do traditional daiquiris with this, like, extraordinary rum. It is it is called Stolen. It's a really good rum. Tastes delicious, like smoky banana. <clears throat> he grabbed some uh, shakers and stirs and everything he needed from the bar. He's like, I'm borrowing these, and we headed out to the party. And... <laughs> Uh, he threw together some daiquiris for everybody, which is an, a great starter cocktail. Very traditional, very easy. Two ounces rum, your call. I prefer dark aged rum, a, a good aged rum, not a dark rum, excuse me. Good aged rum, quality rum to a light, which is more traditional. Taste, a teaspoon of lime, a little bit of simple syrup. Shake it. Do not stir. If there's co- if there's citrus, you shake every time, or it'll separate and it'll be gross. Nice traditional daiquiris threw together, threw that together, together for the party. Um, and it is absolutely something I could throw together right now. Uh, if you are in my home, I could go and grab that for you. My personal stock right now, bourbon. We have some rum. I have some very dark syrupy Myers rum for that like uh, inky black. I have uh, monk for a nice aged. I think this is a five-year age rum. We have some clear rum just for that more like uh, funkier than molasses sweet. Great for some cocktails. Great like... Great, like background note more than foreground. Tempest Fugit's Creme de Banane, which is my favorite banana liqueur. Ordinarily, I would not, I don't get flavored liqueurs, but this tastes like bananas cooked with cinnamon and brandy. It's absolutely delicious. And it's awesome just poured over chocolate ice cream. Um, I have vermouth. I have a sweet vermouth. I have a dry vermouth. I have Peixão's Bitters, which is like a Angostura kind of traditional Angostura, but like a kind of a wood grain kind of alcohol bitter. I have some. Citrus bitters for a little zippy tanginess. Vodka because I know children that drink vodka. Yes, mm. that's right. I'm being judgmental. Um, I have gin. I have some gin here. Some creme de violette. Some maraschino, uh cherry liqueur for one of my for my my overall favorite cocktail ever. That's why I have those. Um, what else do I have here? I have a little. Uh, I'm trying to see it from where I'm standing right now. I think that's largely it. Oh, okay. um, I do have lime on hand because I'm Caribbean, so I have to. Um, <laughs> I have it's required uh, some, by
0: your nation to have. it, It's a right? rule, yeah. A like rule. you know, if, no fucking. I lime. lose my passport.
1: <laughs> yeah, if I if I cannot uh, if I cannot get limes within an hour of at any given time, then I, I lose my passport.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or, or or like the uh, cigars, a ten year prison sentence and a two hundred fifty thousand dollar
1: thousand dollar fine. Yep. <laughs> oh, and I have some homemade simple syrup that I made with. Um, uh what is it the little brown packet the the sugar in the raw oh neat okay
0: so a me... warm kind of molasses sweetness it's nice nice. nice so let me go I'm through... pretty stocked yeah it sounds like you're you're it, you know in all honesty it sounds like carlo has done kind of like what I've done and what many other Texans have done is stocked up for plague survival uh because some of that stuff is medicinal let me tell you. <laughs> so so let me tell you what's in my medicine cabinet or in my fully stocked bar and um because i have a friend a very good friend of mine who she does the um when you go to certain liquor stores and they hand you the samples oh they uh she has access to a lot of these bottles and then she has so many of them that she gives me some of them so then i have this nice beautifully stacked of bar of all kinds of fun liquors and all kinds of other fun stuff but in mine i have several different whiskeys um because i'm kind of a whiskey fan but i have several different uh whiskeys woodford reserves legend i have a couple of uh texas whiskeys legend is also a texas whiskey Um, i have uh what's known as devil's devil's river whiskey and i also have their rye and their they have a coffee bourbon that i also have so i have that it's course, kind of popular right now it is I've, it I've is seen that, i've seen that pop up more recently the last year yeah the, a lot more of the coffee flavor uh liquors are kind of popping up beyond what is kalua i also have kalua um <laughs> <laughs> <Both>. uh, <laughs> then i also uh keep some tequila in stock and vodka and a couple flavored vodkas for uh, any other mixing of drinks i also keep some ciroc in in the fridge and i have all kinds of different uh liquors of course i have gin for the martinis and i have some of your orange-flavored liqueurs and some of your lime-flavored uh liqueurs as well i also keep some butterscotch liqueur in the mm-hmm. in the stock as well so i kind of have a nice range of whiskeys tequila vodka and some of the mixing stuff as well just to kind of mm-hmm. help out i also keep some of the uh margarita mix on hand just in case anyone's like hey i want a margarita So I have a nice little array of fun liquors in the cabinet just to have on hand should anyone want to come by and have a nice little stiff drink with me or if I have to mix something up. So I keep all of that stuff in my liquor cabinet. And it's, again, there for medicinal purposes as well. But... uh... but it is basically in case an impromptu party ever starts yeah. <laughs> i am that's that's part of it <laughs> absolutely i'm fully stocked and ready to go for that impromptu party but before we get into what we would serve and what we would make at a cocktail party i yeah, well, I was doing a little bit of research. And and when we say we do research on the show, we literally mean just a little bit of research. <laughs> like We have never claimed to do deep dives in things. No. We are, we, we are playing in the shallow end. Yes. We, we, it's a start.
1: Go like, to experts for expert advice You come to us. for like, you want to talk about it? So talk about
0: it. Yeah. You know, just enough for us to bullshit our way through it. And uh, Google is our uh, resource, basically. But out of curiosity, because you have a lot of bartending experience and you've worked in bars and and... not a lot of bartending i've worked in a lot of bars
1: i tend to i tend to serve or back of house stuff Mm -hmm. i have i have bartended a little bit like parties and as a favor to somebody at a wedding or something
0: all right well you're still way up on what i would know and you've also worked in the restaurant industries, and you know, you kind of have a better sampling of this than what I would. So I was just out of curiosity Googling last night, what are some of the most popular cocktails out there? I want to see if you agree with this list, because they have here's a top ten of the most popular cocktails out there and i believe this is supposed to be on a national kind of level all right okay so we are going to go with uh we're going to start with we're, we're going to minimize this to the top eight okay top eight sure <laughs> sure all right so number one on the list or should i go in reverse carlo What? what no, do you- no, no no i
1: well if it, my popularity doesn't mean it's any good um, also, I'm, I am interested to see, like, are we going to look for esoteric, weird ones that only work if you have, like, you do have this one brand name's artichoke and pepper liqueur, right? like <laughs> Or is it going to be the traditional stuff because you know you can get
0: it. You can't really be a bar and not be able to make a highball sort of thing. Right. So, okay. so I, I'm
1: kind of excited. So I don't think it matters what order they go in.
0: Okay. So let's what just we- jump into what is number one on the list. And this is uh, yeah. World's Best Selling Classic cocktails list 2020 and their number one is an old-fashioned that makes sense yeah it is
1: classic it is simple it is it is the it is the correct uh, there's like a rule three ingredients Mm -hmm. a good old-fashioned personally i like bourbon most people a lot of people do whiskey some people will even do rye i think that makes a little a little more tart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a little, a little, it fights you a little bit more, I think. And I guess that might be what you're looking for because the Old Fashioned is easy drinking. It's about an ounce and a half of bourbon. Um, I prefer like a bar spoon of simple syrup, like a little like a squirt of it. You can also do like a sugar cube, mash it up at the bottom. Angus with Angostura bitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, two dashes, a little bloop, bloop. Very simple, very easy. Uh, I highly recommend the, um, I like to cheat. I use orange citrus bitters and I'll use a if you have the orange peel, you swipe it on the glass so you get, and you express it so you get the oils in there. It gives a nice little bloom. Easy to drink. It is quick to make. Uh, it is hard to fuck up. It still happens. People give give a man an a rock. And he will try to eat it. People will fuck it up. Usually by trying to make it too fancy. Yes. But an old fashioned is such an easy great drink. And then you toss in a maraschino cherry because
0: you want to be fancy, or you go with the uh, go with the orange. I prefer the orange. So it's fair to say that you agree with their number one pick then.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. If, and if and and I think what we, we can't speak to experts and tell them what to do, but I think if you have no clue and you're walking into the bar for the first time and you want to get a cocktail, if you're gonna belly up to the bar, I wouldn't ask for an old fashioned. Yeah. But if you're gonna sit and the server comes up to you, can I get you something from the bar? I'd like an old fashioned please. Per I'd like personally, I go I like an uh, old fashioned maker's mark, please. Hmm. Nice and simple. It's cherry on it's cherry and it's orange and it's delicious. I love it. But it's, it's not a very... It's not cool. It is old-fashioned. It isn't old-fashioned.
0: It <laughs> lives it, up it to says the name. It,
1: it is what it says on the tag. It, it, lives, it lives, lives up to, to the name.
0: name. All yeah. right. So I'm going to quickly go through the rest of them. And yeah. you kind of tell me... we will what,
1: go into the history of
0: the whole one. Each yeah. One. And then you can tell me a little bit after if there's any of them you disagree with. So number two, a Negroni, which to me is just Ooh. the drink of old Italian men. Number three... Yes. Also delicious, though. Well, well, I'll jump into that one a little later. Okay, so number three is a daiquiri. Number four, a dry martini. Number five, whiskey sour. Number six, an espresso martini. Number seven, the ever-classic margarita. And number eight, a Manhattan. I am surprised about
1: the Negroni and the Manhattan. Since those are a little more brusque, and you have
0: to like your alcohol. Yeah, I can I can see the Manhattan. I was just surprised about the Negroni. I was that's the one that surprised me. And then well, I was it's, kind of a, a little bit surprised. You have to have it. Negroni. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've had that's it. Things weird. I, I've had it, and it's like, wow, that's just not Negroni. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I wouldn't go in and ask for it, that's for damn sure. But the yeah. espresso martini kind of surprised that, me. That I would
1: say disappoints me. I don't. I think it, I don't like espresso mar, uh, martinis for a couple of reasons. One, if you if you're asking for that in a restaurant, you're an asshole because you are shutting everybody down. Like everyone, everyone has to stop and do some aspect of this thing. Uh, someone has to like go to one end of the bar and either make espresso if they have it. Or they're using coffee liqueur, which is fine. If it's just a bar, they'll usually the coffee liqueur. But then someone has to go find beans because everyone wants it like shaken. So there's a little like crema on top, and then you just float coffee like stale, dirty coffee beans just floating on top, like because I like it because espresso because I want just ah, I hate it. The Negroni has to have Campari, mm-hmm. which makes it difficult because if you don't have Campari then you can't have yeah, it, you might as well fucking not make it, you know. You aren't making it. You have mm-hmm. to have Campari. Campari is this very, I, I like Campari. It tastes like a melted plastic cup. You ever have like a red solo cup? Melt that. That's what Campari tastes like. It is bitter. It is like the pith of a grapefruit. But it's syrupy. And it does a great job of being like, its never it should never be lead guitar. It's too much for that. It should be in the background as the bass guitar. It just has this <laughs> rumbling bitterness through it. Great a Negroni, but again, with it's a gin, vermouth, Rosso, uh, red, uh, uh, sweet vermouth, uh, if i remember correctly, and uh, and Campari. It is a great strained cocktail served up, I think, served up or on rocks. But it is Campari is the most one of the most divisive liquors. Try Campari. Don't order a Negroni until you've tried Campari. If you can get into that bitter grapefruit and orange syrup. Then jump into a Negroni. Type. Then you get a Negroni. It's going to be calming. It's going to be relaxing. You'll feel like a distinctive, like a, a distinctive individual who likes Negronis, mm-hmm. or you'll go like this is bitter and I don't like it. Just don't drink it. Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to be bitter. It's supposed to fight you. Uh, I'm I'm glad it's there. I'm glad because it is truly a classic cocktail, mm-hmm. but it's not a home cocktail
0: because if you don't like Campari, why the fuck would you have Campari in your house, right? So just to round it up for good measure, the last two, number nine and ten. Uh, mm-hmm. Number nine comes in the mojito, and number I don't like them, but they're very popular. Yes, they are very popular. Yeah. I, I've seen it, like a lot of people order them. And number look ten and get a fizzy. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of. I think people just order them because they like to say, "I want a mojito," you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that was one said about the margarita.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm, sure, it, it, I'm sure. It. I'm sure. I'm so I'm so cosmopolitan and international. I want a
0: margarita. margarita. <laughs> yum, yum, yum.
1: Can I have a margarita? Thank you.
0: Yes. <laughs> now, number 10, I'm not even sure if I'm going to pronounce this right, because I, I don't think I've ever really, I don't, I myself have never heard of it, seen it, or tasted it. Uh, it's a April Spritz. Aperol Spritz.
1: Aperol Spritz, um, there you go. I'm going to be an asshole, not a cocktail. Aperol, okay. Sp- Aperol is another, um, I think it's an Amaro, I think it, it's a, uh, another one of those like liquors, like, like Campari. Um, it's a, It's not as bitter, but it's kind of a bittering syrupy kind of a liqueur that you that you use in the background of other drinks, uh, and then you add sparkling wine. Hmm. That's all it is. That's not a three things for a cocktail. I said this earlier. <laughs> if we're counting that as a cocktail, then my Maker's Mark on the Rocks is a cocktail. There you go. Just so, saying. That's only two things. So, but yeah, apérol spritz. It is. Um, it's sort of like a mimosa where it's like it's a good brunch staple. It is like, oh, I'm not drinking that much. Like you added liquor to wine. You're drinking. No, no, no. I'm just having a, an Aperol spritz. You're drinking. You had wine, and you had liquor, and you put it in your wine. That's drinking. You are a drunk. It's fine. We're all partying. It's okay. Very. It's a, it's a good, uh, it's not too bitter. The sparkling wine kind of opens it up, makes it a nice long sip. Great right on a hot day on a patio with like eggs and bacon. Oh, what else? What else is in there? Something else, else. Um, margaritas are classic and delicious. I personally don't like when they're made from. I like them made scratch. I don't like them when they're made with um other stuff. But I don't. I'm not a big margarita guy. So I'm not really. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting it out of a bucket. I don't want it out of a bucket personally. <laughs>
0: Uh, Now, just just to let you know, so this isn't me and Carlo's top 10 list at all. This is coming from an article called the world's best selling classic cocktails 2020 by written by uh, an individual, an individual by the name of Hamish Smith. That's an awesome name. Yeah, I was going to say that that sounds almost made up. But Hamish Smith wrote this and it was published on January the 6th, 2020 prior the plague. So I guess let him know if you agree with that or or not. But uh, would you say, Carlo, you agree with maybe a good 80% of that?
1: Absolutely. Definitely. Um, I'm surprised by the Aperol Spritz. I'm disappointed by the espresso Mm -hmm. uh, martini. The dry martini, I think, I don't think that's true. I I think that's wrong. I believe the martini gets asked for a lot, but... But, but the, the dry thing. martini, probably not. The dry martini, people. I'm sure people say it. I get a lot of those get sent back because I know a lot of them say like, um, "I'll have a dry martini, extra olive juice." Then it's, it's not, not, not dry. Fucking dry
0: <laughs> is it?
1: Dry is how much vermouth you're putting in, mm-hmm. uh, which is very little. My favorite is uh, B- uh, Barton. I know uh, Russell. Absolutely, he is a he is a wealth of knowledge. Uh, he was like the correct way. What you should do when you're asking for a martini one. Martini means gin. If you would like a vodka martini, you are changing the drink, and you need to know this. Also, James Bond knows shit for about martinis. <laughs> Two, mart- martinis get lemon. They do not get olives at all. The olive is not the garnish for a martini. You get a you get a little bit of lemon expressed and then dropped a little peel dropped in. That's the at the end for a martini. You can get it dirty, which means an olive. Mm -hmm. You can get it nasty
0: or really dirty or extra dirty where they'll actually put olive juice into the drink. Now, you know, I've heard something interesting too uh, that you can also, I mean, other than olives, you could also use onion. Now, I have never seen that, nor would I ever want that, but I've heard you could use onion for a martini as well. Yep, I... Uh, oh, what was it? Do is that called a shitty martini?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm going to Google this one. I don't know this all the time ahead, my head, but I think it gets a different name. Uh, oh, yeah, Gibson. A Gibson. That's a Gibson. You Would that be a, a Mel
0: Gibson or a,
1: <laughs> uh, a dirty? No, you have, have, you have to have a customer <laughs> for if you go to a bar and you haven't done this before and you want a martini. There's nothing wrong with ordering a martini.
0: Mm -hmm. Some people say it
1: it makes you look frilly, and it does, but there's nothing wrong with it. (laughs) You should know a couple of things. If you want a a vodka martini, live your life, that's fine, God bless. Name your vodka. If you're going to go with the well, that's fine, but they are going to ask. So if uh, you're saying, I'd like um, vodka martini, Bombay Sapphire, if you want it the traditional way, it's going to be a three-to-one, three-parts gin to one-part vermouth. If you want it a little bit... um, if you don't want it to be just vodka, if you want your if you want vodka cold, then you would say like a six to one. So it's literally less. So you put just very little uh, vermouth. That is, uh, I like the the old joke about Winston Churchill ordering uh, a proper martini with gin, and they would ask, "Well, how would you like it?" And he says, "You take you, you you get the shaker, you put you start building it. You take the vermouth, and you salute in the direction of France, and then you put the vermouth away and give me my." give me my gin cold (laughs) and i agree with that uh Uh, alton brown and this is the way this is how i drink it myself uh you get when you're building a martini you put you get a shaker out you put in a ounce of the one part of vermouth into the martini uh into the into the over the rocks you put rocks you put the the vermouth you mix the shaker then you drain the vermouth out and whatever clings to the ice really wants to be there and that's fine (laughs) And then you put in the rest of it. And that's about a six to one ratio, roughly. So if you, so when I order a martini, um, I will go say Heyman's London Dry. It's a gin. Six to one with a with a twist, please. Because that's, again, how you're supposed to drink it. Uh, if you want the olive, get the olive. That's fine. Like with olive, with olives, dirty. Remember, this is two different conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have an olive, dirty. Or I'll have an olive, but neat. Or, or dry like I, I don't want you to put the, well, not dry with uh, i'll have it without the without juice basically and olive no brine that'll work cool. so but know what you're talking about and and try them don't have just the one way and decide that's how you do it and god forbid if you're gonna say staakking uh, if you're gonna have uh, vodka martini shaken not stirred know that you look or stirred uh, stirred instead of shaken it just looks silly if you're gonna if you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, do it right, it should be stirred. But I like ice crystals. I like it shaken, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't technically do that. Makes you look
0: low class. And ladies and gentlemen, that was our show on the martini. That's okay. the martini.
1: <laughs> I named my cat Martini. I like a martini. Shit. All
0: right. So uh, now that we've expressed our heart on for the martini, let's and you bring up a good good point, Carlo. Complexity. In reality. Let's just say we're we're the, the every man, you know, we don't have this uh, knowledge that you have on cocktails. So, and we want to do something a little nice, a little different. We want to do a small little cocktail party. Let's dumb it down. Let's, well, I shouldn't say dumb it down. Let's water it down, <laughs> which you don't want to do with your cocktails, but let's water it down. Let's give our listeners an idea of maybe three each some simple cocktails that may only use a few simple components that they could serve at their cocktail party or maybe it's like maybe it's a me and you and a few other guys and we're just gonna have some cocktails and cigars in the back you know what are we what are you serving up carlo um one of
1: my favorites and this is again is this only technically uh, a cocktail, but it is one of my favorites. I actually had one last night uh, with, with my cat, <laughs> drinking with my cat. Um, the classic, very simple, highball. Now, technically, highball is a realm of cocktails. There are different types of highballs. You can do uh, gin and Sprite, which I, so, which I find people do, which is a lot, but that's a highball. Basically, anything where you have a fizzy liquid, uh, with as your mixer and then you have gin or a light whiskey or a bourbon. I like to go with um like what well, what I had last night was Old granddad 114, so it's 114 proof. So uh, an overproof whiskey. Uh um, overproof bourbon. <laughs> What's that? So that sounds overproofed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cuz uh yeah, uh, <laughs> you like the highest you usually get is like 100 proof. So this is it's not flammable, but it's it it'll it'll hurt. I, I was um, gonna
0: say it sounds like gasoline right there. <laughs> Does it taste like it? <laughs> no, but it's approaching it. It's <laughs> a little a little gas stationy,
1: um, but it, it's it's uh, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's it's good and strong, and it's perfect for for me. It's, it works really well for highball because it um it is a two to one. Um, some people like to do maybe like a with, for for a robust whiskey i do two to one so it is uh if i do like two ounces then it's four ounces of water on top or whatever so you get like a collins glass i put an ounce of uh, at the bottom two ounces of uh fizzy water on the rocks very simple it is build it in the glass rocks whiskey soda water enjoy uh it does its own it mixes uh, the fizzy water will mix it for you you don't have to stir anything very quick and easy it takes the bite and the burn out of the whiskey and uh, or the, the bourbon I was using, and it allows it leaves behind the sweetness. It does a great job of kind of peeling back the burn that would be there, and the kind of caramely, spicy notes that are in the whiskey that ordinarily you have to search for kind of rise to the top. Now this is arguably also watering down a cocktail, but that's why I like I don't that's why I don't particularly do it with gin or lighter bourbons and whiskeys because to me that kind of blows it out blows it away. I like a good, strong, deep whiskey, two-to-one ratio, um, with the exception of some Japanese whiskies, make excellent highballs, but then you have to do it three-to-one.
0: So, Because mm. it, it, yeah, you don't want to Yeah, some of those plastic. Japanese whiskies are just, oh, to die for. Um, like, they've really come into the whiskey game really, really big now.
1: Toki? I believe it's a Hibiki brand, but it was the Toki... Very light and floral and he loves it,
0: drinks it all the time now. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> well I'm going to I'm going to uh, jump in with a cocktail mm-hmm. idea. Uh, and I'm gonna do one of the ones that are listed from the top ten. And you've already discussed it, so maybe I shouldn't. Okay, go on. But I'm just going to tell you, well, according to them, according to the recipe, how to make a simple Negroni, in your case you're doing a cocktail party. And according to this, what you want to do is, you know, you want one ounce gin, one ounce Campari, one ounce sweet vermouth. And should you want to be a little fancy wancy, uh, you want to garnish with an orange peel. I would say that's not optional.
1: I don't think it's an agrony. Because I've had it put mm-hmm. together without the orange peel. Like, you, you don't... Like, you squeeze it into the glass or, or, like, wipe the glass with the orange peel before you serve it. Um, it makes a huge difference. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Like, I, it, it doesn't sound like... I know it sounds like I'm being up my own ass. I completely get that. <laughs> but the... Um, It's like if you have whenever like um, the oil oil from it, like after you like if you've like sliced up oranges, like when you first like tear into it, that initial bloom of that orange scent Mm -hmm. is
0: a huge factor. And, you know, that that oil makes a big difference. I totally believe that because like um, even with with certain beers. So like the most common one is the uh, Blue Moon beer. Okay, Mm -hmm. if you try a Blue Moon just by itself, the taste is interesting, but you squeeze that orange that comes with it into it and it totally changes so i can totally see that and totally believe even though being a wheat beer it does have a kind of yeasty
1: backbone to it the orange oils just kind of slices through that opens it up and lets the spice of Mm -hmm. the beer out So same idea it 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 does it really does affect the um flavor and
0: the scent of what you're drinking because flavor is you know largely scent Mm -hmm. and just just a simple cocktail that only requires two things, according to this. And uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. But like if you're doing something a little bit more low budget, you need something a little more uh, friendly, here's two ideas for you. Because it only require two things. And I suppose you could still screw it up. But you can't screw it up that bad. Uh, a Cape Cod, which if you're just doing a home type of cocktail thing, that's just basically vodka and cranberry juice and and there you go then you have a cape cod and then mm-hmm. of course your classic rum and coke which is literally just rum and coke <laughs> my,
1: my mother's mama my grandma mm-hmm. taught me four or five-year-old carlo go make a, make a mama uh, rum and coke and yeah. i would go make her a rum and coke and she taught me there are two rum and cokes do it right there's two ways Cuba Libre. Adding a lime does not make it a different cocktail. It's a fucking rum and coke. But if you want to be fancy, call it a Cuba Libre. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Free Cuba. Anyways, well, free <laughs> cigars from Cuba. I'm <laughs> the rum. I'm the rum. I forgot the rum. Rum is right. good too. But, <laughs> but um, the rum and coke. Uh, my grandma told me there's two ways. One is half and half. You do half and half. Um, or you do a splash. But if you do a splash, you do overproof. Mm-hmm. So you got to do the strong rum and you do a splash on top uh, and you let it, And but this is, you are wanting to get drunk and you don't want to taste it. Mm. Both will get you drunk. Don't get me wrong. But this is when you're doing, uh, so you do like you pour a, uh, maybe a tumbler or something, put in some rocks, put in your Coke. You fill, you top it off with the overproof rum. This will let the rum, like you get the rum up front. If you're doing half and half, that's really, it's kind of largely up to taste. You know, do it. i prefer to do the rum and the coke yeah. on top. Um, uh, but the big difference is that I found later in life, because she would always use the same rum, it was overproof rum, Be- like not great but functional and strong Belizean overproof rum. Um, I found it depends a lot on what, what how you want to drink it. If you want a syrupy party drink, I go with darker rums personally. Um, they have more of a, a molasses uh, and a viscosity that mixes with the coke and it's sweet and you can just keep drinking and partying and dancing all night long. If I'm having and if I'm winding down, I go for a funkier white
0: rum or overproof rum because I'm trying to get drunk. Nice. And to change it to a. uh, A cubo. A cubo libre. A cubo libre. What do you add? Lime. There you go. That's it. (laughs) Now you've had now you've just taken it to the next level, ladies and gentlemen, at your cocktail party. Whole new thing. Throw lime in there. (laughs) Fresh, actually
1: fresh lime and not bottled lime does make a huge difference.
0: And it, and also you can just throw in the wedge, right? You like a little slice of lime in there and that, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And so now you, now you can be all fancy at your cocktail party. Yeah. And uh, they don't have to be complicated or difficult. They and cock, You're supposed to enjoy cocktails. So I feel that these are kind of good ways to kind of, Help your budget, especially with a cocktail party, because the truth is, Mm -hmm. if you're going to a liquor store, liquors can hurt your wallet. It can really do some damage, especially if you're trying to be fancy and like, oh, I'm going to get this high end uh, whiskey and this high end vodka and this high end gin. And in some cases, you really don't need it. So a couple of these things I, I feel could really, really stretch your dollar. So, for example, and, and Carlo, you jump in and tell me if I'm doing anything wrong here. Uh, I, I feel like you could almost get away with doing a picture of a couple of these things. So, for example, you get a picture, you put a little bit of ice in it, and maybe for the Cape Cod, you do a picture of Cape Cod because that's just cranberry oh, juice and vodka and uh, you don't even have to go get the high budget stuff you're just gonna like get cranberry juice and vodka and you can buy the the lower end stuff and just mix it in a pitcher and you know pass it around type of situation absolutely almost like a party punch or you have one of those uh things with a spigot
1: on the side so you just kind of everyone go get some get some rocks yeah i mean some people might want like a little more a little less but that's true of anything um, but no, that would be perfectly fine. That'd be great on a. I mean, if you drink vodka, on like a, you know, going boating.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I also feel you can get away with that with the rum and rum and Coke, basically. Like you can do a pitcher, just fill it with rum, fill it with Coke. Of course, the cheaper end stuff, if you wanted, and like you know, just going maybe flat, but
1: yeah, if you I drink fast drink. enough, that's not a problem.
0: There you go. I don't. I don't think that should be a huge problem. You cut up a few limes, <laughs> drop them in there. You can, you know, call it a cube uh, a Cuban Libre type of uh, pitcher type thing. So I think there are some ways that you can do this in order to stretch your dollar because doing a cocktail party can be a little pricey, especially if you're going that crazy because you have to bo- buy multiple bottles of things.
1: And using those uh, the mixers and cocktails also slows down the consumption uh, because if you're if all you have is like you know a handle of, of your favorite whiskey, that's all you're drinking, that and like that on the rocks. Like you you might end up just killing it because like, well, let me get another drink, let me get another drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I just handed you, and you just spat at me. Yeah, like,
0: basically. By
1: avoiding you avoid that, get the handle, get a couple of mixes, um, and that way you drink longer. You don't mm-hmm. get wasted. The the college thing of like, I we killed two bottles of absolute dreck. We don't enjoy it. We we did it though. We got we enjoyed getting drunk. You know, you can have fun
0: and be drunk at the same time. Yes, you really can. <laughs> it's a better way to meet people, too. And I think, I think mm-hmm. something that's kind of fair to mention is, like, should you be going back and doing a cocktail party? Uh, the truth is, it's really not meant for you to show up and get drunk you know it's more of a social event but then again that's that that is the point of parties it's supposed to be more of a social thing but it becomes this very let's get wasted type of thing and i think with cocktail parties you're not really supposed to go out and get wasted you're supposed to take your time with it because there's this misconception especially here in america that you know we got to slam these bad boys down you know as much quickly and as much as possible and in reality like a cocktail is meant to be you know sipped on enjoyed you know contemplated yeah contemplated you're supposed to have this nice time with it although there are those who just want to you know get wasted on something yeah, that i is feel great. like that's the biggest
1: uh signifier for someone who does it who who, someone i don't want to drink with mm. is if they can't do a cocktail they just can't no no just this is two shots no, I, I like a shot every once in a while. They're fun. Um, but just shot, like refuse to do anything else. Like if oh, I'll do a, well, I'll do a glass of wine with dinner. All right, we're drinking. I'll have a shot and a beer. No judgment, That's fine. Um, but it's when that's like they can't enjoy it. Like they just refuse. Yeah. I hate cocktails. It's mm-hmm. like when someone tells me like I just hate sweet wine. Like I don't trust you. I don't think you know enough about the subject to say – that you definitively do or do not like something. I, I don't I don't trust your taste because you feel yes. making it feels like it's so quickly an uneducated position. I don't drink red wine. Wine, you drink wine? Yeah. Then you drink red wine. No, I, I don't like red wine. I, drink, I don't, I don't, I, I can't drink white wine. I can't. Oh, I can't. What? What are you, a child? What do you mean? Chicken, do you only eat chicky nuggies?
0: What? You <laughs> drink alcohol or not? See, I like, I, not that this is a wine show, but I like sweet wines. And a lot of people look at me like, oh, what's wrong with you? I was like, fuck you. I like sweet wines. I like Rieslings. I like Moscato. Sweet tastes good. You know, is there's that, nothing wrong with you it.
1: An what are you talking about? You don't like, like
0: sweet wine. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You don't like cakes because they're sweet? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, uh, like, oh, I, I wish this like ice cream wine. had a little more like dirt flavor to it. Yeah. I mean, if you want something dry, you know, fucking knock yourself out. You want something yeah. more bitter, knock yourself out. I fucking like sweet, and you know yeah. stuck a dick.
1: The weird thing <laughs> of, of just the shutting it out before, like, because they like they will try. Like, I don't like sweet this. or I don't like this whole section of something is just it's bad or it's gross. Like, so it was like, oh, like I don't like. I personally, I don't care for vodka drinks. I make all the jokes in the world. I'm not gonna give you shit if you if you're with me and we go somewhere and get the uh, vodka drink. That's fine, but if you tell me that my rum and coke is too sweet, and then you order um, some bright blue. Sugar, water, and food coloring, corn syrup came out of a a bottle, uh, and then just with vodka poured into it, and you're gonna give me shit for my rum and coke. I'm gonna hit you in the mouth. I will. I will hit you in the face because <laughs> you're just adding sugar to just to ethanol to just like f- like i if ideally flavorless alcohol. And you're just adding food coloring to sugar, and you're gonna give me shit for my cocktail. Mm-hmm. Or throw it around. Throw it to the goddamn floor. (laughs) Well, I wanted to cut out sugar. Well, then just do whiskey straight. Well, it doesn't taste good. Well, don't act like you like drinks like an adult. You just want to get drunk. Mm -hmm. That's why. Have the white claw, but don't act like it's it's a better option. It's
0: fine. You know, I nothing wrong with with any of these things. Well, I don't know. I think there's something wrong with white claw, but that's just my opinion. You know, I'm not a I'm not a fan of it, but that's the 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 usefulness of white claw is because
1: how difficult it is to get wasted on white claw. It is. I actively, truly want to drink less alcohol, but I want to be there with my friends that are drinking. That's what it's for, and if, if, if that's that's intended. That's the intention. If you if like I, I got the the old granddad one fourteen, it's overproof. It's to get you fucked up. Old granddad is not going like oh this is. Perfect for your for your home cocktail. No, it's like here you want to get fucked up, it's 114 proof, motherfucker. Don't smoke while you drink it. It's like, kind of like that's what it, they made it for.
0: Exactly. It's kind of like getting wild turkey. You know, there's only one reason you really go buy wild turkey, and that's because you want to die or because you don't want to feel anything. You know.
1: I, I defend wild turkey is fun to shoot. It's great for those for cheap mix for uh, for for cheaper cocktails. It's great for that. Um, it's uh, what is it? Like, like it's like drinking Everclear. <laughs> you're drinking everclear because you want to get drunk yes That's it. exactly no one likes the taste of everclear like um uh, uh i i've i've had um uh uh the marijuana uh <laughs> soaked in everclear
0: mm. uh,
1: to make a tincture so it just soaked out all the thc and got into it the, and then you take it as shots uh, not as drops not shots that you'll don't do a shot of it but you do it as drops you just place it on your tongue and it burns like fucking hell Hmm. It's awful. You don't drink Everclear on its own. You do mix it with other stuff. And your goal is to get drunk, but and that's fine. But don't you? It, it's ridiculous to go around and saying that there's a wrong way to have a sociable drink. There's yeah. wrong ways to get drunk. Definitely wrong ways to get drunk. But there's there's nothing. But it's silly to say like you can't. Uh, you you just have to knock out whole swaths. Of no sweet wine. I can't do anything like I, I don't like uh i don't like rum because it's sweet sweet is the biggest dumbest thing to me because hmm. like, everyone like your tongue is built to taste sweet everyone's yeah. fighting over sweet you have to resent sweet you can't just dislike sweet things
0: and, and you the shouldn't
1: get there are a few people who never eat sweets yeah they're just truly don't like anything sweet and i don't ha- i don't have i take no issue with them it's the people that are like i don't want the sweet in my drink you don't know what you're talking about you don't want you don't want like actively too sugary that's fine but you do want some sweet. Don't say you don't want sweet, because I will go get you Campari. <laughs> it is bitter. Mm. It makes your face turn into a butthole. It is bitter. You want to do that? I got shenar, motherfucker. We can get weird. <laughs> we got some weird shit back here, man. Yeah, it is artichoke, artichoke liqueur. That's a real thing.
0: <laughs> so if so right. let's let's ask this question, okay? So I, I've given out a couple of recipes here. Then you, of mm-hmm. course, given out. Uh, the, the martini, uh, suggestion. Do mm-hmm. you have, so basically we've mentioned the martini, the Negron, the Cape Cod, the Roman Coke, an old um, fashioned, and old fashion. um, oh, one I didn't mention. I'm just going to go through this recipe super quick. It's called the gold rush. And you're probably familiar with it. A gold rush. Sounds familiar, yeah. It is uh, two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of honey syrup, Uh mm three-fourths ounce of fresh lemon juice and a lemon peel for garnish. And that is a gold rush just Hmm. to add on to your possible list of of cocktails that you could be serving. Do you have... I don't have lemon juice at the moment, but otherwise I would try to put that together. That would be be great. I mean, I think that sounds quite delicious, really. Um, Might even be my go-to cocktail after a little bit. Do you have... Other than the martini, because I, I can tell you like a good martini. I do. A good martini. A good <laughs> martini. What is your next t- favorite cocktail? Actually, it would be my all-time favorite cocktail. What is your all-time favorite thing? It
1: is gin, maraschino, cherry liqueur, creme de violet, lemon juice, and that's it. Very simple. It is... a. Uh, you get the gin, the maraschino liqueur, and you get the lemon juice, you give it a, uh, the creme of violet, give it a grand shake over rocks, then you stir it, uh, then you uh, strain it, excuse me, uh, preferably into a martini glass or similar vessel, uh, and if you're really going to gild the lily, uh, maraschino cherry, not a bright red one, not a big fake one, like a real one, and you drop that, let that sink to the bottom, that is the aviation. It is comes out a glorious sun so, like this the sun just deriving blue clear blue sky mm-hmm. color it is it tastes like fresh spring flowers if you've ever, if you've ever like bit if you've ever had sex in an open field of wildflowers this is like this uh, is what it, uh, that's what it tastes like it is absolutely delicious it is tart from the lemon juice it is a little sweet from the maraschino and the floral presence of this creamy violet the violet actually the uh the bartender i, I named earlier uh russell he was at a place here in town. This is the first time I met him. I work with him now. Um, well, if I'm not going to name the bar I work at, I'm not going to name the bar he used to work mm-hmm. at. <laughs> but uh, I, I, he may actually still, I think he still picks up shifts there. Uh, bartenders are wandering samurai. They just end up wherever. But um, he, absolutely brilliant. Um, first time I met him, I went in there and they're like cocktail bars, looking over their their their, their cocktail list. I'm like, and it was slow. I only asked because it was slow that day, that day. I was there like at four in the afternoon. Like, uh, um, I looked around. I saw the the components for it on the shelf. Is it all right if I ask for like a classic cocktail, like a, something specific? He's like, Oh, buddy, please. Do, I would love. Yeah, please do that. What would you like? What can I make for it? And he got like really excited. Like, he was into this. Like, he took it like a challenge. I, said, um, I would love if you, if you, if it's not too much trouble. I was like, No, it's, it's it's, uh, it's, it's slow. I would love an aviation. It's my, it's my favorite. It's my, it is like uh, my go-to. I make it at home when I can. And I I, con- and I I go everywhere I go, I ask for it. He's like, you know what? I haven't made one. Nope. I made one. And he had made one like a couple of days ago. He's like, I love them. They're great. And he starts ta- telling me about the history of it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I like, got parts of it that I didn't know. Parts of the creme de violet. And like what other like, what some people like to use. And he's like, I like to hold back in the maraschino because I want the lemon juice to, to get up front. He's like, he's telling me all this stuff as he builds it. Comes out beautifully. Perfect. He drops in the maraschino cherry uh, to garnish. And it was one of the best I've had. Uh, and I was like, I'm gonna, and that's, I immediately, I know his name. I memorized that bartender's name. Like I'm gonna, every time I'm here, if he's here and it's not too busy, I'm gonna get him to make me an aviation. This is one of the best in the city. It might be the best in the city I've had. Um, and I, I work with him at a, at a bar now. And Nothing. as soon as he was like, hey, you're here he's like I don't remember. he's like oh I've served you like I know you don't recognize me you serve th- hundreds of people a day and you've done it all over the city that's fine I remember you when I told him the
0: story mm-hmm. um absolute favorite the aviation sounds good you know what i'm going to tell you what one of my favorites is it's my little mm-hmm. guilty pleasure here and i don't make it very often cuz i don't always keep the ingredient for it because it will go bad on me <laughs> type of yeah. thing um but i do enjoy a good white russian hey yeah i do enjoy a good white russian no i'm not talking about a sex thing or a a, a russian woman i'm talking about a good white russian (laughs) uh the drink and and the drink is fairly simple it's nothing you know spectacular or or complex it's just two ounces of vodka one ounce of kalua and one splash of heavy cream and that's why i don't make it that often because i'll forget the damn cream is in the fridge and it'll go back <laughs> i don't
1: think you want to use a non-dairy creamer for that
0: <laughs> yeah so uh, life,
1: but probably not great for your,
0: for your drinks you know that's that's kind of my my thing i like a good white russian every now and then mm-hmm. and that one is just it's simple it's super simple it's nothing complex at all it's creamy just, easy yeah. to love vodka, cream, and, and, and Kahlua, and you have yourself a nice little uh, cocktail. And you don't have to garnish it with anything. You know, it's just classic by itself. And so I like a good white Russian every now and then. And if someone, someone else to to like... Garnish with, like, nutmeg. Huh, a, ground,
1: yeah. like, a little bit of ground nutmeg or a little ground cinnamon. Some mm-hmm. kind of, like, earthy spice just sprinkled on top. Not going that far.
0: Just going to drink it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It looks like we're chatting. It's a little, a little
0: yeah, similar. like yeah, no, no, we're good. We're good. Yep. Thank you. Uh we're just going to consume this really quick. I don't need to make it so fancy. There you go. But um you know, also the classic drink of the Big Lebowski. Man. That's <laughs> right. Writing checks to get that heavy cream so I can make his white Russian, Um which is
1: it does like, have the downside it, because it, it does have kind of a an, uh, an unfair reputation. Be, not because, but in, in that same way, when he goes to meet Big Lebowski mm-hmm. and they're like they offer him a drink, he's like a White Russian. If you can, if you can make it, and they're like asshole. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who's you're supposed to say? supposed yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you said, the wrong thing because <laughs> because that's that's not necessarily uh,
0: stuff you're gonna have. Like as you said, it's not something you have on hand. Yeah. But it's like, a great, I don't carry heavy whipped cream a whole lot because like I said, you know, I'll forget it's in the fridge and it'll mm-hmm. go bad and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so it's just better That's for a me. Terrible like Terrible cheese. Yes. It's it's way better for me. Like when I really, really want one, I will go and buy like a small thing of heavy mm-hmm. cream and, and make it like that. So I don't really go too crazy mm-hmm. with it. Uh, but I do like a good white Russian every now and then it's, it's quite delish. And something I can sit back and, and enjoy, and just mm-hmm. kind of slowly sip, you know, and enjoy the rest of my day. And I might light up a cigar with it. I don't know. Uh, so nothing too overpowering with That's that. That's your right. That's your right. You know, it's absolutely just I a nice, <laughs> nice cigar and nice drink and good to go. And That, one's, that one would be tough where you order it, though. Yes.
1: No. Absolutely. Because I, I would hope a bar that does right Russians would be a little famous for them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because like there's a great place... Oh, actually, I will say this one. There's a great place in Houston. Uh, God, I hope they stay alive. I love this bar. Uh, it's called, and I'll I'll name this one just as a good example of where to look for a, a good white Russian, where they would be able to make a good one. Um, Double Trouble in downtown Houston. Mm-hmm. It is part cafe. It's a bit a bit of a coffee bar. Um, they do nice traditional, like, cappuccinos, lattes. They do they do have some of the, like, the esoteric Starbucks-only stuff. But they don't have, like, caramel, candy, mocha, crunch, pebble, rock shit. Like, they, they do lattes. You want oat milk? Maybe they'll have oat milk. But they'll probably have a heavy whipping cream. So they would have fresh, good, heavy whipping cream. They wouldn't be, like, that's where I would send you to go get yourself a good white Russian in the city.
0: And I think... Because I'm... anywhere
1: else would be a pain. They don't have the cream.
0: No. And I think I'm going to take you up on that. I'm going to go to that place. I ne- I'd never been there. I've heard of it, but I have never, ever been there. So I think I will treat myself to that and treat myself. Parking
1: sucks, it. but it's a great bar. I actually, I wrote my first book in
0: that bar. Really? My first novel. Yeah. Bravo.
1: Remember the, remember
0: you, oh, I yeah. I remember that because I remember going with you to try to get the audio uh, version of that done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally I remember you, that. Also, you did the You took the photo for the cover. I, oh my goodness, I did do our, this book. the book. Yeah. For that.
1: And then when I was, I was, I, uh, when I tried to do the audio book, I brought you in as one of the villains. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: I didn't you know. You played that. one
1: of the villains. That was, that's who you were playing. Oh. Um, this was, that was the plan, but I don't, I don't, it did not, it did not completely work. The audio version didn't work out. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, in the worst way.
0: I remember it's that. available on Amazon. And you know what? So what I is, in the Our worst listeners phase. want to read a book. Pick up Mr. Maganya's book in the worst way, <laughs> and um, I remember by, by Christopher Wren. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I and I have, I still have that photo in my file somewhere. I totally forgot about that, but I still have that somewhere. I actually have a list. Oh, of, is beautiful. Oh yeah, it was it was a great photo. Uh, mostly because the, the model was so beautiful too. Uh, but mm-hmm. I I have a list of uh, an entire photo. photo, entire folder of what I call Carlo photos, because we've worked on other uh, projects. I remember that zombie cupcake one that we did, and -hmm. then there was another one that we shot in the theater, and I don't know the name of of the model who did it, but I also remember the one that we did at your house with the... um, I know this is going to sound wrong, with the the very attractive Asian woman. Um... (laughs) who we did that 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 photo shoot too and i think that was supposed to be
1: it's part. only weird because you felt the need to like specify the ethnicity i, I didn't know didn't how else to
0: identify year. her because like the the Just other the two, two were white young so. women
1: oh, no. the, <laughs> is, how often am i having bring you over to my house to take pictures of like scantily clad attractive women
0: all right like uh, four we, times we, we won't answer <laughs> that one in public but <laughs>
1: it's only been like twice uh, well there's it's like well twice in my place twice oh, at, and once yeah, at your
0: place, at your so. place <laughs> and then once at mine and then uh the rest have been at the theater and mm-hmm. uh so we've had we've had some really fun times you know awesome that we think yeah. about that but definitely pick up Mr. Magana's book there it's it's a good read and you know enjoy it with a good cocktail if it's just yeah you Be good you know, a cocktail cigar you know, So it's here's a good evening, short. if it's just by yourself, uh, pick up his book, get yourself a cigar, and get yourself a cocktail and just kind of chill out. That sounds like an amazing evening. Yeah. And uh,
1: I, will, I will stand by the thing I said the, when I first wrote it, when I first uh, self-published that book. If you read the book and you can show me on Amazon that you gave me a nice review, mm-hmm. lie. You can lie. It's okay. You can mm-hmm. lie. You could even write, I did it for the drink and you meet me in person and you can prove, look, I wrote you a nice review on Amazon, here it is. I will buy you a drink.
0: That is, that sounds (laughs) like a damn good deal. That sounds like a damn good deal right there. (laughs) Get a white Russian, there you go. Yeah, do it. Oh my God, (laughs) I think so. And again, if you want to email us, uh, maybe you want a recipe that we mentioned, or maybe you couldn't remember a drink that we mentioned. I don't know why you couldn't because you can just, you know, listen to the show again. Um, but you always feel free to email us at the VCR show at gmail.com. Again, that's a VCR show at gmail.com. And I know uh, Carlo is going to be probably, would you say you'll be posting a few of these recipes on our social medias?
1: Um, I can try, yeah. Well, wait. Why not? I'll try because I'll have to time it up for when it actually comes out. Because mm-hmm. this the episode will come out on a different day than we record it, obviously.
0: Obviously. Yeah, so I try to <laughs> maybe a few pictures of us. Uh, I want, I'm probably sure I have a few pictures of us wasted somewhere in a bar. Uh, <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of those out there uh, that other people probably even have of us wasted in a bar. <laughs> also, probably. Yeah. Remember, so. if they don't hit the
1: email, you can also get our social media stuff. We are at the VCR show at
0: Twitter and an Instagram. Yeah, so that's VCR show at both of those. So Twitter and Instagram, come follow us. We VCR. The VCR. VCR show. show. We are the VCR show. Yay! So until next time, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you've been listening to VCR. You've been listening to VCR. Creative content by Richard Christopher Vada and Carlo Manuel Magana. The logo, created by Richard Christopher Vada, with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Music Library. You can follow us on our social media platforms such as Twitter and Instagram at The VCR Show. You can also email us your thoughts, comments, and concerns to thevcrshow at gmail.com.